If you're a big kid at heart like me, listen up. Did you know we have an entire restaurant dedicated to cereal right here in Chicago? It's Munchie Cereal Bar and Restaurant, located at 1803 West 95th Street. They have every cereal and then some, plus the best milkshakes ever. I ain't playing. Their crunch berry bomb shakes taste like they're in the back reading bedtime stories to the cows. <laughs> they also are the official home of my Saturday cereal ciphers. Check it out right after this promo and make sure you mention Vicky Street at checkout to receive 10% off your order. Now let's get into these cereal bars and then start the show. Me sweating you never don't put time on five Vegas weather Just say you won't miss the way I pull up in that all leather You don't have to call, baby, somebody else will Got a whole gang of niggas banging the next hill Then my nail, take a little extra to lay a jail Baby here's pumping like some inmates in the cell So yeah, what you want after this? I got a bottle full of Chris and some rocks on the wrist Saw me do my little dance, now you fainting for this Said I'm acting arrogant, no relation to take I could pop it all day, but cash is handled my lightweight So tell me what you got to say, ayy you still can't flow with the kids Skate through shit like glow sticks in 06 Sleep for the rich, I gotta take rest If I do what them niggas been doing and I'm next I don't write a rhyme till a nigga write a check I've been test, had to shake it off like a dog wet As is fast, so a mighty grog I don't need a chest full of chains I just need a crib to the name What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Vicky Street, and you're back at it again, listening and watching another episode with the one and only, the voice of the streets. And today, I am sitting here with a virtuous woman. Yes, <laughs> none other than the lyrical, my manager, a wonderful mother, a God-fearing woman, but we gonna get into all of that today. How are you doing? I'm blessed. Thank you for having me. Yes, and highly favored. I'm already yes, knowing. Yes, Jesus. Highly flavored like this wine. Yeah, we like got a toast. Come on. Jesus said drink wine. He sure did. Listen. Mm -hmm. Now, for the people who don't know, because I know your real name, but we not going to get into mm -hmm. that. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, where did you get this name Lyrical from? So, Lyrical came from, I used to be in spoken word. I used to do spoken word. And my poetry husband's name was Black Ice. He's married now. Not for you real. got a husband for was, words. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, he actually married my sister, Aww. which is a sister in poetry. So he used to be like, oh, your eyes are so beautiful. Like, and you spit lyrical eyes. So my name on Facebook is Lyrical Eyes. And then when I got into the music business, I dropped the eyes and just kept lyrical. Okay. So that's not my real name because everybody thinks that's my real name. We already know it. We, you are so Googleable. We know your name. We know it. Yeah. I mean, do you have any words that you can share and spit today on the podcast? A little excerpt Ooh, of poetry? you did that. You did that. I'm just that. saying because I feel like nobody hears and sees these things from you. They don't. They won't today either. Day. Damn. <laughs> but you know what? They can read these. You have a book. I do. Relationship. Versus relationship. Tell us a little bit about that. So that book came from like just years of poetry that was written inside. I just like would write in my car, write wherever I was, and I used to just stick them in this box. So like literally, like after my brother passed away, I was like, damn, I gotta, I gotta get my feelings out. So I was going through some stuff. I used to work at Cedric downtown for AT and T. Um, I was a disability case manager, and I wanted up leaving work. Um, this is the day I went on disability 
And I was like, I got to do something to get these feelings out of my brother's death. And I went home and there was a box on the side of my bed and I actually happened to open up the box. And it was like all the poetry I had wrote when I was in high school, when I was pregnant with Ashley. Um, so I was like, you know what? Here's my book. It's already here. I just need to formulate it and get it together. So because I was heavy in the poetry world, I hit up like all my people and I'm like, counter me. Like let's 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 like battle. And so I wrote a four hundred and ninety five page book and Dang. it's like me going against like the greatest poets in the world and we just collabed. And so I wrote the book, put it on Amazon, it became like the bestseller. Um, and it really stands for relationship versus relationships. But at the time I couldn't put shit on there because it was in the front of the store. Mm. So for branding purposes, and that's how that book got written. And it's amazing. And I don't have, I have none. I like somebody bought my proof. Um, but you can go to Amazon. It's still available. And that's when I first got my first publishing deal. Aww. Yeah, I got fucked though, but. But that's yeah. beautiful though. I feel like most people wouldn't know that unless they did like some deep digging. Yeah. Do you still write at all? No. Why I mean not? no. I wish I could. I'm so busy with y'all. No, but you know, get like <laughs> JK Rowling, just do a little napkin or something. I like need to that. get back to it. People be asking so on Facebook, I'm heavy in the steel. You know what I mean? Like I used to write notes. Back in, back like a long time ago on Facebook, they used to have like the sides where you can like write notes and engage with people, which you still probably can. But we used to just be in there battling. And so I stopped. Like, and people ask me that know me, they're like, you don't write no more. You need to write another book, another poetry book. And I'm like, I don't even have it in me to do it. But I, it's, it's my first love. So I'm sure I could do it again. Would you perform at an open mic in wow. modern day? Yeah, I mean, yeah. What would it take to get lyrical to perform at an open mic nowadays? Oh, mm. I don't know if you know what I take that back. I don't know if I would perform at an open mic now. Tell me what is given. What are your apprehensions? I just haven't done it in over twenty years. Like that's a long time. I haven't done it in over twenty years. Now that I think about it, I haven't done it in a long time. But that was my life like back then. Cause it was like a peaceful, the world back then was completely different. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know what it would take, but I haven't done it in so long. So, so, so long. But on the writing side, like I have a guy that his name is L'Oreal. He's from Detroit. And like, sometimes he'll just, he's to this day, he will still write like a, instead of texting, he'll just text me a poem and he'd be like, come on, battle me. And I, I mm. never do. I still never do. I can like show you on my phone and I never do. Cause I just don't be, I be tired too. So I don't really, my mind don't be really on that, but I need to challenge myself to write again. Cause I was so good. You I got a publishing do. deal on that shit. You do. And I'm about to challenge you now. Like, oh let me find out. So would you ever ghost write for somebody or have you? I have never ghost written from anybody, but I've helped them. Okay. I've helped them and just with conversation. Because, you know, on the poetry side, I feel like you don't ever want to, like, tap into somebody's thoughts that That's deep, really like that. personal. That's really, really personal because they're coming from a different space. Mm -hmm. But I have, like, Pretty Riot. That's on Illinois. Mm -hmm. I've talked to her before because they got me on there and they was asking me about the poetry world. And she had told me about it. And she, I think she had DM'd me. Or we had talked on the phone and she was, like, really getting into poetry. And I was like, you got to do it. You got to do it because that's, like, a whole different type of a... I feel like it's a natural feeling now. Mm -hmm. Before it was like the battle of the poets. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But now, yeah. I got to tap back into that. Please do. Because, you know, I, know, I, I got into get back my into little. That. I done got into my poetry bag and I made a tweet that said, I feel like I got to write poetry sometimes because not everything can be a hit. Yeah. You know, it's a different yeah. type of release. Would you encourage artists and rappers to maybe tap into their poetic bag just I for would. release? I would. You really opening up yeah. my third eye. Because Come on. I didn't. Yeah, because poetry brings a different feeling. Like, when I was pregnant with Ashley, I wrote poetry. When I was pregnant with Kamari, I wrote poetry. When I was going through relationships, I wrote poetry. When I was mad, I wrote poetry. When my brother passed, I wrote poetry. But somewhere in the midst of that, when he passed, like, that passion of me, like, completely stopped. And then when I figured out that I had already written this book that was, like, brewing inside of me, I think it was like that was enough. Like I had gotten that 495 pages is yeah. a lot. But that was coming from when I was in high school. Like it was poetry from like when Ashley wasn't even, when I was contemplating trying to figure out to keep a child and going back and forth in, in my mind. And then um, I think it was poetry like when I was seven. Like I had just had all of this shit in a box. And I think I felt like I just I accomplished that portion of my life. And I kind of mm -hmm. just like, Cause that was a lot of trauma, you know what I'm saying? And I think maybe I put the top on it, the top on the box and I kind of just walked away from it, but it's definitely still in me. Cause even conversations I'd be having with people, they'd be like, man, your words. And I'm like, they don't even know. I don't, and I don't even tell them like, Oh, I used to be a poet. I don't even say that. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Well, look, tell us something else that people don't know about <laughs> lyrical or would be surprised to know. Oh my God. So I used to sing in a band downtown after work. <laughs> Let me find out you was a cabaret singer. You was by the bar with some pearls on and some silk. <laughs> Laying on the piano. Yep. I used to sing with this lady by the name of Jaya Jelani. She was um, a disability case manager at AT&T with me. And everybody at that place was just like super, super talented, I remember. And I don't know how she knew I could sing or whatever, but no, she was giving me vocal lessons. Um, and she was like, I got a band. She's like, come on, be a background singer for me. I'm like, all right. You know what I'm saying? So I started doing that. Um, and that's how it's crazy because I wasn't even into music then. I wasn't even thinking about, you know what I mean? Ashley was in high school or whatever, grammar school in high school. She was playing basketball. So music wasn't even anywhere near, but it was near. And I didn't even know it was near. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So that's what somebody would, wouldn't know about me. Um, my government name means dedicated to God. Um, what else does somebody not know about? I me? feel like everybody's name means something about God, Loki. Yeah, like <laughs> it's close to God. Name, auntie, yeah, your name means dedicated to God. Okay. All right. Black folks. Right. <laughs> um, what else? Um, People would not know. I ran track in high school. Get out. I ain't never seen you run in my life. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I ran track in high school. Um, I'm a product of adoption. Okay. Um, I'm a product of being a single mother. I'm a product of being um, a high school mother. Uh, so, like, worldly stuff, if people wanted to, like, tap into, if they knew... Like, yeah, the adoption part, um, the orphanage part, the single, my, my, my kids' fathers were there. They were, they were there in their life, but not as they needed to be, you know what I'm saying? And just more so, just cause life, life shit happens. Um, 
But yeah. You know, that's deep right there. Like, I feel like we don't get a chance to talk about that a lot, but do you feel like there's a connection between your own adoption and the way that you just regard your own children and love on people and uh, really take a chance to create memories in the yeah. moments? I know you take a lot of pictures and videos, because and, I do too. You just never know yeah. when you're going to get those things back. Do you think there's a correlation? God, Victoria. I'm a journalist. Um, possibly, yeah. Like, to me, my life started off in trauma. You know what I'm saying? Because my mom, I was, my mother was pregnant with me, of course. She had to give me up at five days old. Mm. She was pregnant with me, and she went through a lot of shit with trying to keep me. But my grandmother didn't want her to, so that's trauma right there. So I came through trauma. And then I went through trauma, being adopted. And then I lived a beautiful, beautiful life in Chicago and Flossmoor. But I was always, like, looking for something. You know what I'm saying? That I never could physically see. So now I feel like that I'm older. I see shit. And then then I'm happy that, like, you can capture different things and be around certain shit. But possibly, possibly that, that, like... I mean, I don't know if you ever thought that, deeply about it. I never thought it, about it deep. I never, I never thought deep like that. But, yeah, my life has been, I've had a beautiful life, but I've had a very, very, very traumatic life mm-hmm. with a lot of stuff that people just don't know. So when they mm-hmm. see how passionate I am, how loyal I am, how I go off of integrity, how I go off of just family, it's because I was ripped from a family mm-hmm. that I adore because I was able to meet them but I feel like I was able to meet them too late because I've been over here since I was five days old you know what I'm saying and I'm 46 so nobody really understands like the position of being adopted dealing with the birth parents dealing with the regular parents dealing with a whole family over here dealing with a new family that you just met so I was born, literally born into trauma and I have, n- there's nothing that I can do about that except, you know, try to be the better mm-hmm. person that I can. So I think even when I was in high school um, and I got pregnant with Ashley, the thought of adoption like never crossed my mind. I knew I fucked up. I knew I was 16. I knew I was pregnant. I was with, some, I was with her father at the time. And when we got pregnant, we were young kids. So it was like, oh, okay, we're going to have a baby. It's lit. Mm-hmm. But my mom and my dad at that time because i had a track scholarship and i was really really into track but my parents were like okay we'll adopt not adopt ashley but like take ashley while you go away to college and i was like hell no because my mind would trigger me like ain't nobody finna take my baby away from me i've already i've already been through that why would you even mention that but had they have done that my life probably would have been a trillion times better than what it is you know mm-hmm. but at that particular time, you know, as a young mother, you like, especially coming from what I came from, it's like, I'm not going to get my baby up. Mm-hmm. Even though you my mama and my daddy, I'm not going to have to fight for my kid later or whatever the situation would have looked like at that time. So it's a possibility. Yeah. It's a possibility. I mean, yeah. we ain't trying to, we just had a mental health episode <laughs> last week. So it's, the spirit is moving. But, yeah. you know, I always think, think so deeply about how things are connected. Like for me yeah. personally, 
I've moved anywhere between 14 and 17 times in my yeah. life. And I take a lot of pictures and videos too. And I have random objects like lotion from seventh grade that I never threw away because yeah. the smell it's just the brings yeah. back a certain memory. Yeah. So you never know like why sometimes people in life may become hoarders. Like, cause they're ripped, cause from, they're certain ripped things. from certain things. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, I, I encourage everybody to tap into you gotta that part tap of into, themselves. You got to tap back into your whys. You got to realize what your why is now, but then look deeper into, like, wait, why is that really like mm -hmm. that? You know what I'm saying? Or why is this really happening? Or why is that such a factor? Or why are you so emotional? Or why are you so passionate about particular things? And you don't even really know, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, your upbringing... And how you move through your upbringing means it, it it means like a lot, like a lot. Speaking of upbringing, you talk a lot about God. Praise I God. I want to know where did that come from? Was it the grandmother in your life? Was it some people in your life, or have you just always had a strong connection with God? And how did that come about? Um. So I went to church like everybody. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was in the choir like everybody. My mother. And my father was the Sunday school teachers. My daddy's still a deacon. Um, but I don't, and then I went to a Christian, I went to um, Emmanuel Christian School on 83rd and Damon. You know what I mean? So I did the whole like one, two step, mm -hmm. all of that. But I wouldn't even say, cause like when I was 16 and I got pregnant with Ash, it was just like, I was just living my life. I'm in high school. I think my relationship with God got closer it had to be as soon as Tim died, as soon as my brother passed, because I was fucked up and I was so angry. And I'm like, you know, how? Like, I don't I don't understand that. So I think my relationship with God got closer because I didn't have anything else literally to lean on. Like my mama and my daddy was grieving. My babies were Kamari and Ashley were little. Everybody else is in pain and in shambles. And I feel like at that particular time, like, where else do you go? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Besides sitting in your thoughts thinking crazy it's like okay i think that he had to literally like snatch me back because i became super realistic i was always a big sister i was always exactly who i am now the way i am with y'all mm -hmm. is the same identical way that i was with him attitude him having an attitude with me him cussing me out just the same identical relationship that i have mm -hmm. with y'all but we were raised in the church but we were rebellious kids too. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If that makes it, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know, I understand. <laughs> yeah. The PKs, be the, as I sip this pour wine. The wine. <laughs> pour and pour the wine. Okay. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I think God found me. I don't really think it was me finding him. I think he found me like, like when I was probably at my lowest and did not know I was at my lowest. And it was like, okay, she's lived her life. Let me, give her her purpose and let me snatch her real quick and i remember the first time i literally heard his voice i think i was walking i like went up went for a walk by my parents house or whatever and he had told i had heard it in my ear and he was like you're gonna be a minister and you're gonna speak to the masses and i remember being like shit like yeah nah Wait, let's Not talk me. a little bit about that because yeah. I ain't never seen you with no choir robe on or no you clergy collar. But, but tell but, me. But, but you haven't. But I was literally walking down Heather Hill and I heard him as clear as daylight. You're going to speak to the masses. You're going to be 
not in a pulpit, but you're going to be around the masses and you're always going to speak. You're always mm-hmm. going to speak. And your job is to speak about me. And I remember just being like, all right, well, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. how do I speak on you? And I don't really, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. How, I don't really know you like that. Like I know the Bible and I know like I had to go to school and my mom, my, we go to church on Sundays and we go to McDonald's after that. And then we go to church parties afterwards i was in jack and jill so i knew about him but i didn't know him and it's crazy because i always revert back to that walk i had with him look what i do now mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying in my mind i'm thinking he was talking about church and in my mind i'm thinking he was talking about the pulpit 20 years later or not even 20 years later 10 past 15 years later look what i do you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so it was just in a capacity that of the way that he was speaking. So I think that my relationship with God happened because he came and snatched me. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ran to him because I was too fucked up to run to him. I didn't know. Like I knew I used to always read my Bible, but it wasn't like that. You know what I mean? It wasn't mm-hmm. like how it should have been. And I didn't grow up. I grew up in the church, but I grew up wanting to be this bad little girl, you know, always in the city, always at my grandmother's house or whatever. So I really feel like he, like, all right, you done had your playtime. Yeah. Yep, come on. I feel like when we go through something, yeah. God low-key pulls us back It's in him a way. pulling us. I don't really feel like it's us going, but it's when he pulls us, do we answer it? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do we like, okay, or are we like, man, like, all right, whatever, and you still do your thing. One thing, I'm very obedient because I'm too scared to fail him i'm too too scared to play with people or do people wrong or steal or i'm too scared of that because his karma is like the worst karma in the world and so mm-hmm. once i started going through life and just started realizing like damn i talk about god every day or mm-hmm. i'm always like trying to like save a soul or that even became in my verbiage like oh i'm trying to save one soul a day where in the world did that come from <laughs> <laughs> because where did that come from? But I always go back to that walk I had. And I was literally just walking and I heard it. And I was like, I'm not going to be no pastor in no church. Like You sound just like me because <laughs> my mama always told me, you going to be an evangelist. Yeah, and I was I- like, not with these long skirts and these tights. I'm not. Them joints itch. So, like, I just feel like this is a good message for people to know, like, the word can come in many different forms. It can. You could be a rapper and be receiving the word. You could cuss, cuss. And still get it around. You, you really can. And so, you know, I just want to encourage people, like, if you can, save a soul a day, whether it be through tweets, whether it be Whether through... it be whatever it is. Like, if it's just having a conversation. With... See, for me, I'm not scared to talk about God. Mm-hmm. It's not an uncomfortable situation. It's not an uncomfortable conversation for me. But if you think, like, when you was in high school, you had them people that was like, God, 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 then you had the people that was like super cool and then you had the real chill ones. Now for me, it's like, it's my due diligence to tell you about him because that's what I heard that I'm supposed to do. So that's my purpose. If I don't do my purpose, 
then my purpose has been served, and then I'm up, I'm up out of here, or I'm but trying also, to stay here. Talking about God hasn't been the most popular and like yeah, cool it hasn't. subject yeah, yeah, to do. Yeah. But nowadays we have a lot of rappers, like people in the secular field in mm-hmm. general, who are talking about God because that's just what type of time yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. So I think it takes more conversations and more people looking like us, looking like regular just geed yeah. up people talking about God, so that we can just lead more souls. You know? Yeah, literally. Yeah, you know, you don't have to be perfect to get yeah. to him and you can do the worst of the worst of the worst he is the person that is going to handle the judgment day mm-hmm. not us but if you consistently keep doing wrong then you know what i'm saying then that's on you but i think for me like it's just important for me even with my own kids like the fact that kamari and ashley have such a diligent relationship with god and it didn't come from me. I mean, they knew, I mean, you know what I mean? Like I, I taught them as much as I could teach them from what I knew, but I'm not my mom and my daddy. I'm not in church every day. You know what I'm saying? Church is inside of you. I don't feel like it's, you have to go into the church house, but mm-hmm. I do feel like you do have to go get filled up sometimes when you need it. But even for my son, he's 20 years old and Kamaria tell me all the time, like, mom, I have to pray to God today and I talk to him and I find myself praying for you a lot. It's like little things and conversations and you'd be like, so what I did teach you, you know, did resonate or is set with you for a little bit. So I feel like God is cool. I'd rather talk about him than the devil any day, mm-hmm. any day. So, yeah. Look at that. See, well, listen. But people would never know. They wouldn't. Yeah. They wouldn't. And you know what? I actually want to break it and pause right there because we talked a little bit about your personal life. But yeah. when we come back from the break, <laughs> we're going to talk more about the artist side and the management side of lyricalized management. Stay tuned to the Vicky Street Show, y'all. Looking to have your event laid out in excellence? Well, look no further. Divine Treats and Heavenly Eats specializes in gourmet catering and event planning. You can choose from a range of cuisines, themes, and colors that'll best fit your occasion. They even offer private chefing and meal prep subscriptions. So call today and save on a heavenly service of your choice by mentioning the Vicky Street Show, 888-355-3811, or visit heavenlyeats.com. And don't forget to follow them on Instagram at heavenly underscore eats for mouth-watering treats. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Vicky Street, and we're back at it again. Thank you so much for staying tuned. So we've already talked a little bit about the personal life of Lyrical, but now I want to get into the artist side, the management side. So obviously, you my manager. We've been rocking for a little bit. A lot of people try to come up, they be like, how did y'all get in tune with each other? (laughs) Low-key, they be wanting to know how they can get in tune, and we gonna get into that. But let's take a stroll down memory lane real quick. Um, I was looking through some emails today. I know you know what email I'm talking about. (laughs) It said uh, 2017. It was like March 30th, 2017. (laughs) Hold on. I'm going to read the joint. So listen, I had just came back from South by Southwest. Um, You know, everybody be down there cool and trying to act like they somebody. But you know what? I had already knew who you was. So you was with my homie Finesse. And um, I had knew who you was. And... You know, I just remember this look you had gave me because, shoot, you was like, who was that? Is she cool? He was like, yeah, she cool. And I remember on social media you had said You had you, purple on. I remember. Look at you remembering. <laughs> <laughs> 
You had yes. purple on, I remember. I'm like, listen, that's that lady. Like, she is responsible for a lot of people getting on right now. Like, you was managing, like, Tink at the time. I know you was handling D Gaines. And so, you were looking for an assistant. And I remember it. Why I start the email off with greetings, lyrical. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I am emailing you to wife. inquire about the open personal assistant position. I've attached my resume and website below for your review. Look, you know, I really was trying to go for this joint. Real, Real professional. 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 You yeah. know, um, I'm over here talking about my insatiable love and knowledge for music is just a bonus. Please let me know if you need anything else. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, because what I want to do is encourage people. The power of the follow up is the power is of real. the manifestation and the time can we yes. talk a little bit can you talk a little bit about the power of the follow-up and really going for what you want as an artist when it comes in terms of seeking out a manager or trying to be a part of a label <sighs> so let me say this because a lot of people a lot of people and i know this is gonna go on instagram go on social media but a lot of people hit me up for management mm -hmm. a lot of people and I'm so blessed to know that that many people have followed me through the years and they want me specifically. And that sometimes I don't even think they want me. They just want, they just want my knowledge. So that is me. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> when it came to you, this is crazy. Cause I remember that shit. I remember. And at that particular time I had, Tink, I had Dirk, I had Zay, I had Gaines, I was working with Keith, I had Chinchilla Meek, I had the Rag Boys, I was working with Ashley. I had so many people that I needed an assistant, but I couldn't even get to the assistant that I needed because I had so much stuff going on and I didn't have the capacity to explain to anybody like what I needed. I just needed somebody to jump in and just get on my back and like, okay like be there but I didn't really have you know what I mean I didn't have it at that time so I think when people hit me up and they want management um it's really different now because my career I'm much bigger than what I was but my career is different now and I think before you even tap into a manager you have to have something to manage you know what I mean and I try to stress that to people so you don't get your feelings hurt when you feel like somebody like me or a hustle or somebody's turning you down you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying it's like you have to have something to manage. Like if you're in the entertainment business as a whole um, and you're trying to get to somebody, you have to give them some type of product to be able to see. Or if you come to a situation where you're just a brand new canvas with not a whiteboard and nothing is on there and you're trying to build, it probably sometimes is better for you to get to an up and coming manager so you can go through the woes and the mistakes of everything to learn the business and then eventually get to a season manager because a lot of season managers don't have the time to do like the artist development all the time. And it's not because they're stuck up or whatever. It's just, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time and it's a lot of tedious shit. Um, and you also have to understand that a manager is also in their career. They might be in your career too, but they also have their own career, their own family and everything else. So I think when people come to me, um, I try my best to give, knowledgeable answers i try my best to be encouraging first and foremost if i have the time i will have a conversation with people it costs to sit down and talk to me now because that's what i'm worth and i know it you know what i'm saying and then i started i stopped giving away the game for free because 
I bust my ass for 16 years to get in this shit. And ain't nobody teach me shit. I had to figure it out on my own, especially being a woman, because nobody's going to give you anything. Um, and then being a label owner, I fell into that shit. I didn't want to be a label owner. I fell into it because of the, a certain situation that I had going on with Timberland at the time. And he suggested that I start my label. Um, and I started it. But that's not something that I was trying to do. Like, that's something that I, I eventually wanted my kids to be proud of. Because it's like, oh, my mom is a mother and she started a record label. But it's so much stuff that goes into that. You know what I'm saying? Then I signed my first artist. Then you got to do paperwork and you got to, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot that goes into it. So I feel like when a person comes to managers, like, don't be so quick to be so mad because they can't get back to you. Consider everything that they have going on or consider the clients that they have and that they've had for you to be able to see like, ah, oh, well, that's why I probably can't get to her or a lot of my clients, you know, even you yourself, I've had conversations with y'all and y'all get irritated because people come to y'all to try to get to me and all of y'all don't give them any information. And I'm happy about that because <laughs> I feel like y'all worked y'all ass to get to me too. So it's like a, it's like a real covenant, like a real cute little covenant thing. Like you got to do the work. I also feel like everybody's paths are different because yeah. You know, me and you have been following each other for a long Years. time, yeah. but I feel like a couple pivotal moments was like when Clubhouse was popping and I had played one of my unreleased songs on there. You was like, you can rap like this. Like, why you ain't just text me? And then, you know, I had started texting you my things and like, crazily enough, like I had been sending you other people's music, like trying to get you to like you manage them or something. And that's a, a word within itself. Sometimes we'd be trying to put other people on when really it's like you, you need to focus it's on yourself. It's crazy that you said that. Cause my client, Diana, and you know, Diana, Diana for years, her, her for years were sending me clients and I was managing them. Right. Mm -hmm. Until Diana clicked on one day and was like, I got a business. Like why the hell am I sending you people? Mm -hmm. And they not doing right when I can really get into the management bed with you and make it make sense for me. And her career has done amazing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like sometimes we I'm over putting I'm I'm like over and done with putting people on. I'm I'm not giving people my connections. I'm not giving people my you're gonna have to pay me for that. You know what I'm saying? And you're gonna have to and I don't care how cocky that sounds or whatever, like everybody is not if I if I worked to get to where I'm at, I expect you the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. If you're blessed to be in a situation with me, because I feel like a lot everything that I've touched is gold. Like I worked with Dirk, amazing artist. I worked with Tink, amazing artist. I worked with Raven, amazing artist. I worked with Keith, amazing artist. I worked with you, amazing artist. I worked with people, amazing artists. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just not gonna manage you because you feel like, oh, you got hot music. And then another thing is I don't just manage people because of their music. That's what people also don't. I have to see some type of star quality in something that's going to make it worth my time to be able to make sense. It don't always be about like the money. It don't always be about the dollar. It's like, okay, first of all, your net worth, your network is, should always be better than your network all the time. You know what I'm saying? But people, I just feel like people get the entertainment business so messed up because everything is about a look and about a dollar. And I feel like people forget, then this is just taking it back to God. Like 
money is not my source. You know what I'm saying? Money is not your source. It, 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 that's not what we're here for. God has to do what he said he's going to do as long as we're obedient and we're doing what we're supposed to do. So even when you get in music, like it just depends on what level of fame you're trying to get to or what level of whatever you're trying to get to. And if you can work with like-minded and like-spirited people, then it makes sense for you. So I feel like when people come on the management spectrum and they want to get a manager, I feel like just because they feel like they guy said they got a good song or because they're in the studio. Did you say guys said they got a good song? Yeah, they gas. <laughs> oh, I was going to say. Because they be no. saying stuff like that too. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I just feel like for me, it's much, it's much more work that has to be done. I have to vouch for you. You know what I'm saying? Like I have to, my covering is over you. So when I take a client on, I take, you know, I take on the life. And sometimes we're not supposed to do that. But like, my life just ain't about music though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I'm going to be taken care of regardless if I have a dollar in my account or if I don't have, or if I have a million dollars in my account or if I don't have any money in my account. My relationships to me are like more golden than a song or a mm -hmm. record or whatever, like the status quo is supposed to be about. So let's yeah. talk a little bit about, cause we're on the money tip right now. Listen, yeah. I don't really come from everything, but I Same. saw I saw that you were offering management classes last year and I just really wanted to know about the art of getting started like on the music record label side like owning yeah. the label the business side of it and we had a conversation where I talked about how I don't want to go the next 10 years trying to figure it out I yeah. am new in the doing music my own type of way and you was like I'm gonna I'm take you in I yeah. want to know, and the people would like to know as well, what made you end up taking me in as being my manager? Oh, my God, Vicky. Come on, I'm going to sip to this. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was that conversation that I told you. You hit, you had hit me. Because, see, I remember where I'm at when I had conversations. I was in a parking lot, and you had messaged me, and you was like, Lyrical, I really want to sit down with you. And I said, okay, this is my fee to have a conversation. Remember that? That's what happened. And I was like, oh, shoot, I ain't got the money, but I'm going to see. Yep. And you and notice I ain't hit you back for a while you after you gave me the fee. And you didn't hit me back, but then you hit me back with like, this is what I got. Mm -hmm. It was that that made me understand, like, even though I might have knocked you off my square, off your square with what the price I told you, it's the fact that you thought about it, you came back and you still came back with something. You know what I'm saying? It's the follow-up. Mm -hmm. It's the follow-up. And we didn't know what the follow-up was going to look like. Then you took a management class. And you sat in that class, which is an amazing class, and I haven't offered it lately. But you sat in that class with all of them people, and you listened, and you learned, and you applied it. Because I didn't manage you right after that. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, okay, not only do you do music, you do this, you do media. So it's like, okay, let me be a manager, a friend. We were already cool. But like, let me tap into a sisterhood with you as well, because my it, I go off of what my spirit tell me. If I hear God say, do it, I do it. And that's what people do not understand. People be like, oh, she only, nope. I had a whole conversation with God. Okay, what season am I in now, God? Like, okay, this person is in my season. All right, come on. Not knowing what it's going to look like, how it's going to feel, if you're going to flourish, if you're going to flop, no matter what it is. It's like I have all of my clients because it's something that God told me to do. And I've had a couple of clients where I went against him and I knew I should have said no. And I didn't say no. And I got myself in some shit. 
So I feel like, you know, with you, it was just, it was a special conversation because you're, you're the way you articulate stuff and how passionate you are about just going forward. Not so much like getting somewhere, but it's like every day. I'm going to try to go forward. Every day, I'm going to try to do something different. Every day, and if I get knocked off, I'm going to try to figure it out because I don't want to sit in this space. And we've talked about that several times. It's like I felt like I needed to get you to understand, to make you understand, like, it's super possible. It's just how you gonna, how we going to get there. So mm -hmm. I wanted to be a part, a business partner with you to show you, and then also to let you see inside of my world in terms of the management and the fucking label shit because it's not easy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I didn't have like like men or anybody to pull me. I just had an A-lister tell me, Lyrical, you need to start a label because you're so fucking good and you have everything. And I thought you were a label. That conversation mm -hmm. he gave me and the, the situation that I went through with him, I started my label. But that's all I did was I started it and it sat there. Then I got an artist and I managed, took him off management and then signed him. And then I started, but I, I learned all that shit on my own with mm. an attorney and with a business manager, Michelle. And we just, I've learned that shit, but I didn't have anybody show me like, okay, lyrical, this is how you do this. This is how you do this. This is how you do this. Because if I would have, I feel like I would have been more successful on the label side and I would have signed many more artists to me, but I didn't have that. So that's why when it comes to the label, it's like, I'm ignorant to certain things and I don't front my move and act like I don't promote that part of me, my life no more because I'm still in it, but I deal with a lot being in it. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. That's that part. Let me find out God sent us to each other. He did, child. <laughs> he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Up stuck in this bitch. <laughs> it is. Cheers. Okay, <laughs> let me pause some more. So, um, I know you said you didn't really have like too much guidance when it started off yeah. in this game. As I feel like myself too, and I feel like that's what really adds to a lot of imposter syndrome for really great people yeah. is when everybody is always praising them and be like, oh, you own, I see you. But it's like, we have nobody leading us. So what I want to do right now is I want you to tell me who are some women specifically who have been influential in your life or who you've just secretly looked up to um, that you would like to give some flowers to right now. Whether it be in your mm. personal life or in the industry scene. So my mom, because my mother's an internal medicine doctor, and she's on HistoryMakers.com. She was here at Washington's doctor. She was Mayor Daly's doctor. Come on. She was everybody's doctor, and she's still, uh, she has her own practice on 76 in California, on 86 and 83rd in California, and she is 76. Period. That's my lookup part. That's, that's the person that I, and, and still go to work every single day. Mm. And is the go-to person in the family for the entire family. I'm talking about the great cut, the, the third generation cousins, the great great aunties, and all of that. Um, I looked up. I look up to her, Michelle Richburg, who um, on my label side is my business manager, who went through so much stuff with me. Camille Evans, who I met on Clubhouse, and she is like my industry mom, and she worked with every great artists that you could ever think of biggie i mean everybody and so did michelle um oh look up a woman on the woman's side my sister cat hey yeah cat um industry wise 
Brianna. Okay. As Swank. She's been through so much. You know, just coming from Chicago, you go through a lot. Anyway, um, her. Um, myself. Come on. Shit. <laughs> Look in the mirror. Let yeah, yourself know. Myself. Um, the woman was. My circle has, when I tell you my circle has been small, it's been small. Monique, she is Timberland's ex-wife. Um, that was my, still my, my, boy, my pulling person when I needed and I ain't have, and I just needed the encouragement when I went through a certain situation. Um, God, I don't really have, like, and that's crazy because I don't really, I can't really think about but you routed off enough, yeah. you know? At least you have some women that you do look up to. I look up to all of my, let me say this though, and they're not in the industry, but I look up to all of my sisters, all of like my 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 sisters, Kelly, Kia, Sonia, Lynn, like I look up to my, that's my, my base before mm -hmm. I, they know me as Belisha. They don't care about nothing about no lyrical. They don't even know who lyrical is. They be <laughs> mad when people call me lyrical. Who is that? You know I what I mean? Them. Like, <laughs> but my grandmother, my cousin, Lanesa, like I, I, I have strong women that's outside of the business and inside of the business that I feel like love me enough when I'm not, you know what I mean? When I'm not myself or whatever, because mm -hmm. this shit will swallow you up and it swallowed me up a couple of times and spit me out. Mm -hmm. So yeah, them. Okay, hey, so glad that you got a chance to vocally say their names because yeah. I feel like that in itself is very important. On the oh, Kira, oh, let yes. me not forget Kira. Yeah, that's my heart. That one, yeah, can't never forget. Yeah, can't never forget her. So, on the opposite spectrum, I mean, they're the men folk, the men of this industry. I want to personally know, um, how have you navigated as a woman being in this industry as an exec? having to hold your own but also know that the lines sometimes get blurred when it comes to the professionalism you know what i'm talking about because we just had wine at cooper's hawk about this <laughs> to put it into perspective i mean you know you had those guys who you trying to reach out to them for collabing on an opportunity they trying to take you to dinner tell me what has been your experience in it What can you say? So I've had a million situations where people that I actually look up to um, have tried to take it a whole different way, relationship-wise. And for me, if I was to hit them up on business, I ain't going to get the business out of them. But if it has something to do with something else that's gonna happen and I feel like for me that's hurtful because mm -hmm. I am so genuine all around the board and I be needing them mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying like I need y'all help it doesn't matter that y'all see a pretty face or I'm an amazing mother or I've popped these artists off before or whatever it's like let me in too you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. like don't take from me don't feel like you can't have me around or whatever because I need y'all too you get what I'm yep. saying but I feel like it's a boys club everywhere yep. and it's hurtful when 
you're genuine and you really fuck with people. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like you really, and I have some guys that are like my brothers in this shit and I can call them and have conversations with them and they like, you know, lyric, whatever you need. And they've come through, but I have some people that I genuinely like rock with and I look up to them and they'll talk, they'll try to holler at me. And it's like, you know, that ain't gonna work. We trying to get right. business. Done. Yeah. Like, Come, let's let's take a bag together. Yeah. But y'all will skip right over me and go somewhere else to another nigga or another another business situation. And it's like, we could have been broke bread, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We could have been where we needed to do. Be, be. But I also feel like that's what's made me so powerful. Because I've also allowed that to be like, oh, all right. And I'm going to go get it another way. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to go outsource outside of where I'm at. And I'm gonna get the respect that I have from everybody, everybody else. But I just mm-hmm. feel like in this business, as much as like a male would be like, oh, okay, well, you know, women are too emotional or man, I was just trying to fuck on her or I was just trying to, you know, she cute or whatever. It's like from a woman's perspective, even if we do get mad about this shit, it's like, bro, that shit hurt because we could really become a powerhouse just as people, just as individuals, mm-hmm. but it's you ain't gonna rock with me because I ain't rocking with you that way. Or then it'll be like, oh, but I tried to work with you. I tried to do this. I tried to do that, bro. Come on no, now. You, did. you know exactly why. <laughs> you got mad because I curved you. Yeah, be yeah. Or you got mad because I didn't really want to be in the same vicinity with you on top of stuff. Or you got mad at me because. I'm on to your bullshit and you trying to talk mm-hmm. to every goddamn body of my mm-hmm. people. It's the industry is super small. So you sitting up here playing these games, but you didn't try to talk to her, you, me, whatever, whatever you and everybody. And you think being, we ain't talking. And you think we ain't talking, <laughs> it's bro. The funny part. <laughs> you think we not talking. Let me not to say no names. Okay. Cause we all know. Cause we all know. <laughs> but it's like, I have so much more respect for you though. And I wish that some people wouldn't, and it's not just one person, it's several people, mm-hmm. but I wish you valued me just as much as I value you because as women, we need y'all, mm-hmm. but when you don't give us the option and we got to feel like, oh, but because we ain't having sex or because we ain't fucking around or because it is, or because you can't get over on me, you ain't going to fuck with me. Oh, okay. I'm going to go get it another way. And that's why it's so many powerful women coming together because even though we've been powerful and we've been coming together but it's like a united force front at this point because we all we got sometimes and i think that that's sad because it doesn't have to be like that yeah and that shit really hurts my feelings and this is you saying this on the management tip but from like an artist perspective trying to come up on the scene it's even worse because i get the whole if i curve you now is i'm little sister now like yeah. you didn't, you or, didn't or, or, or it's now like you having conversations with everybody else yeah it's just like the value of people's life people just don't value that and yeah. i hate that but but guess what don't let us make it though whatever make it looks like okay don't let us be on a on a something because that's really when the little sis stuff come out but you was just in my dms right. and don't. oh and it's always the dudes with the newborn i just want y'all to know <laughs> it's always a wife and a newborn on the side yeah. so <laughs> y'all be having my full-blown relationships bro yeah so with that being said what are some tips that you might have for 
women in general or artists that are on the rise who um, they're trying to navigate this male-dominated field and they just don't want to succumb to certain yeah. things. Stop having sex with people because you think they're going to get you somewhere. Like, stop not understanding what your worth is. Like, realize what your worth is to yourself. Put the work in to get to where you need to get to. And it might take longer or whatever. And I'm talking about that's males too, because mm-hmm. we some, we women, are, listen, we just as bad. It's not just them. You know what I'm saying? It's 50, 50, but you don't have to succumb to a sexual favor to get to where you need to be. Yeah. You don't have to. It's genuine people out here that want to work and that really fuck with you. And that really will consider you a sister or brother or whatever, but I just feel like let's keep it a buck. It might take a little bit longer. Sometimes. It, might, it definitely will take a little bit longer, but I ain't gonna lie. get you work on your craft, get you some records, yeah. get to where you got to get to. Everybody, including them people, will come right behind you and be and be supportive and all of that other stuff. But I just want to say to the men, like that shit really low key is bogus because it hurts our feelings. Because we need y'all. And I'll be the woman to say it. Like, we need y'all. I need y'all a lot. But I figure it out on my own. And it might take me longer or whatever because I'm not in a boy boy club. But I'm not going to dim my light down to just get in a relationship or just start messing with you or whatever to still get nowhere. To still get nowhere. You know, and I hate that for women and men that go through that. So... Well, yeah. <laughs> well, um, and we gonna wrap up the show pretty soon, but I would love to know your take on since we're talking about pretty much just kind of like a man's world. Like, yeah. while I don't feel like we need guys per se, it's kind of like when they get together, some stuff get to moving. What do you feel about more women collaborating with each other when it comes to like entertainment stuff, label stuff, event stuff? What do you feel like is the importance of women collaborating with each other? I think we are stronger together. I think we are um, beautiful creatures of habit. I think we are very creative. Um, I don't feel like nobody has to be bigger than the other person. I don't know, but I don't feel like your money, because you got money and because I don't have money like that matters or I have money and you don't, you know what I'm saying? I feel like we are stronger together. And I think that that's what's happening now because you're seeing, you're seeing a lot of women that are in their natural states, you know what I mean? And they're figuring it out and they've been hurt and torn and in trauma and we want to be heard mm-hmm. and people just see us but we be screaming out to be heard and being heard is not always us having a conversation sometimes it's just noticing that we need people you know what i'm saying and it's not you know because people would be like well no we don't need anybody or da 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 come on you know what i'm saying everybody wants some type of companionship in business Everybody wants some companionship in a relationship. Everybody wants some type of companionship with their kids, like whatever. But I feel like coming together as a whole, sometimes it's enough for everybody to eat. It's enough for everybody to eat. And you're not going to, of course, you might know more than me. Or of course, I might know more than you. But you don't have to um, break somebody down because you've had more years in the game than a person that comes up in a year. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can learn from the person that's only been in here for a year. 
compared to being here for 20 still doing the same shit so i feel like you know it's just you have to pray and be around like-minded and like-spirited people and make sure your situation for you at that particular time makes sense and you know find you a sisterhood like we all have especially in my team i feel like we all have different personalities but the common goal is the goal mm -hmm. at the end of the day and I don't think that it's the goal to be better than anybody. I think it's just the, the goal to put the work in and see the results. That's it. Mm -hmm. It ain't about who get on the bigger stage, who get on the, the TV. It's about filling you up for where you are and whatever you're supposed to go. Because don't nobody know what God has for you. You know what I'm saying? It's the that dash in between the date that you're born and the date that you leave this earth, it's that dash in between that you have to make it make sense. So, yeah, that's what I got to say on that. Okay. <laughs> um, and lastly, like, for the women who may be watching or listening to this, who may connect with your vibe and your spirit, how would you say they can reach out to connect and maybe collab with you on something? Just share space with you. What is that like? Because obviously you're a very busy woman. Yeah. But what would it take for somebody to be able to do that? Just DM me. Period. Just DM me on Instagram. And you're not going to be bougie? No. If I get, <laughs> I'll get to you. I'll get to you. Um, But keep in mind, everybody got a story. Mm -hmm. And keep in mind, I done probably heard all of them. You know, but yeah, you can DM me. I'm I'm a sweetheart. And anybody will tell you that. I'll listen. But I'm stern about my business though. You are, and don't let that scare y'all folks. Yeah. Like she she's sweet, she cool or whatever. Just don't be wasting her time in these okay. shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Thank you so much, Lyrical, for I joining love you us so today. Much. You knew I was coming. I love you too, and I just want to give you your flowers as well because I have been watching and looking up to you for a very long time. So this is a full circle moment we're yeah. sitting in. I'm getting a sip some wine with you, twelve yeah. and a half percent. We had wine all week. Come on. <laughs> so you know, I just want to let the people know once again, like a couple notes from this episode is really the power of the follow up, and it's also a matter of just speaking to the higher power as well and letting him lead you to somebody because i was very specific and intentional about finding a woman who loved the lord to help him guide me to the next level of i never life. knew that yes yes i never I knew that we talking about all these men like i was this close to you know just being like all right one of these men just take me where you will but you know yeah. i have i have morals too and it can get really hard in this industry so little did you know you saved me and i really appreciate wow. you for that yes <laughs> yes <laughs> thank you and y'all can tune in to more episodes coming yeah. up we're gonna be talking to some of everybody so thank you so much for tuning in um and y'all gonna see me next time catch me in these streets it's your girl vicky street peace just being a fan don't worry about what i put up and worry about that minivan